Hello, everyone. Today, I am representing Access Chat. Um, unfortunately, Antonio had a small eye surgery. Let's keep him in our prayers and thoughts. And Neil is coming back on the train, which apparently got real, real slow. So um, he wasn't able to join us. And we're hoping Yuval will join us later. We'll talk a little bit about that. But right now, it's the women. It's women saving the world, right? Girl power. Absolutely. <laughs> That's right. Girl power. So we have the wonderful, beautiful, brilliant Mikhail Ramon on it here from Access Israel. Uh, we are so proud at Access Chat to support what they're doing with Access Israel, because it's not just about Israel, which even if it was just about Israel, we would be thrilled. But they really are taking what they've done in Israel, which is so impressive, and making sure that the rest of the world can benefit, that we can all come together. And that I'm very grateful for, Mikkel. I'm very grateful that you're doing that. And very glad that Billion Strong is part of your efforts. But what we wanted to talk about today was, excuse me, if we get in trouble, should we be helping each other? right? If somebody in our community, if people in our community are in trouble, should we help them? And of course we should. And so I have been so impressed how, you know, Access Israel has really stepped up to support the people with disabilities in Ukraine and actually other countries. And so that's what we wanted to talk about. And I know we recently um, talked about Access Israel and the global work that they're doing to make sure we can all be included. But I think at a time right now when so many people are in trouble, we need to talk about, you know, how do you really be the change? And to me, Mikhail, that's what you are doing. So do do you, you mind um, telling the audience again a little bit about who you are and just in case they haven't seen the other shows and and who is Access Israel and what no in the world are you all doing? <laughs> Well, no problem. First of all, thank you for your kind introduction. Um, uh, I'm Michal Rimon, and I'm the CEO. I always say I'm the proud CEO of Access Israel. I'm proud of the projects we're doing, the achievements, accomplishments, but most of all, the people, uh, the volunteers, the the employees, the partners, because this is what it's all about. Um, And um, uh, I came to Access Israel 14 and a half years ago. I thought I'm coming only for two years, just, you know, to learn the ropes on NGOs. And uh, I got stuck, and I love being stuck here. Um, uh, Access Israel is an organization which started uh, 22 years ago uh, by Yuval Wagner, who I really hope will join us. Uh, Yuval is a son of a father uh, in a wheelchair, basically spent his uh, childhood with a father in a country that is not accessible. He had to lift him, pick him uh, And sometimes Wi-Fi doesn't want to work. So we're going to hope that that Wi-Fi comes back and lets Mikkel. um, No problem. Uh, Can you hear me, Deborah? Or was I cut off? You you cut out right when you were talking in a very important part. And don't worry about it. We all understand Wi-Fi problems. Okay. No problem. No, it's not so, Wi-Fi. It's you're all trying to call, but uh, oh, it is. Oh, okay. Well, and but I loved the part that you were telling about Yuval and his father. So yeah, at so, least so me, he, he saw it. 
he saw it in uh, as a child from the angle of a child whose father is not uh, able to do things in a non-accessible country. And then he uh, uh, went to the Air Force. He was a, a pilot of a helicopter. And unfortunately, um, uh, not long after he finished the course, uh, basically uh, there was a, a problem with the rotor on the uh, helicopter and he uh, had an accident and it's a miracle that he survived uh, right. and he became paralyzed um, uh, neck down and he got to experience it first firsthand basically what he already knew from his father and 22 years ago uh, he basically wrote a letter to the president of Israel you know how we learn in social studies uh, to write letters to the officials to the municipality to the mayor to the president well he did it he didn't really expect an answer but uh, here we're talking about the devil. Here we are, yeah. and um, <laughs> he, didn't really, he didn't really expect an answer. And uh, and then the president called him two days later and basically said, uh, um, "Yuval, just mute yourself until we I meet again." Him. I muted Perfect. him. <laughs> so that's all. That's a good part of. That's a good part of this digital world. By the way, we can <laughs> mute whoever we want. But uh, basically, the president said. Um, uh, Start, stop talking, start doing, establish an organization. And this is how Access Israel uh, started at the presidential lawn in Israel. And I can tell you that two years ago, we actually had our 20 anniversary uh, again at the president's lawn with President Rivlin. And uh, there's no doubt that Israel in these last two decades has changed a lot. And, uh, you know, we always say the half empty part of the cup is very empty. My job is secure. I have a lot of things to do in the next years, but the half full is amazing and impressive. Uh, so this is Access Israel and this is Yuval, as you can see. Yes, but what I did not know the part of this, his story about his father. Yeah, How yeah. interesting that life gave you the opportunity, Yuval, to experience disabilities from different perspectives that that's pretty powerful and your father must have been so frustrated not having you know his his home be accessible his home country which so many other people are experiencing that as well well i did unmute you now <laughs> and maybe he can't hear us and that's okay maybe yeah, we can hear you. Um, I didn't get the question because it's not, it was not connected good, but I, I got the idea, I think. Um, well, I think my father, in, in his days, um, they didn't expect anything. This was life. Some stayed at home and some, and some just had to do it, had to manage. And... I, feel, I think that they really felt rehabilitated when they been able to do whatever they want, even though it was very challenging and totally not accessible. Um, but the, big, the biggest question is why? Why didn't they say we expect the society and the environment and life to be accessible. And, you know, that was the strange thing about it. They were living in an unaccessible era 
doing their best and probably doing amazing things, breakthroughs, but they didn't do the revolution that they should have. They expected, uh, they accepted life as it was and not to change it. Right. And, that and was then came Yuval. Then came Yuval. And yeah. Yuval, why? Because I know we're talking about how we support each other during times, you know, of, um, you know, tough times. But why did you think you could make a difference by writing The President? Oh, <laughs> I, I didn't think it about me. I, I was just saying that I realized that it's not accessible, that I'm suffering from that, that it's not logic. And I said to myself, I'm going to be the same father to my kids and the kids will... That I will, they're going to live the same way I lived with me, with my father. So I wouldn't be able to do things with them, and they wouldn't be doing things with me because things are inaccessible. So I wasn't talking about I'm doing the change. I wrote a letter to the president of Israel saying to him, "Listen, Israel is inaccessible. How do you expect me?" to teach the kids to love the, their country if I can't even travel in the country, okay? How can I be a father if I can go to the school, to the parents' uh, meetings, and etc. So I wrote a letter to the president, listen, you are the president of Israel, the country, the, the state should do something about it. What he did smartly, or um, he changed the world upside down, he said, Yuval, okay, great idea, do it. Right, I'll do support it. you. So it was, uh, and, and that was that would actually happen. The, the second that today we're talking on Friday, I was just in Israel. It's afternoon. I just came up for my afternoon rest, and that that, is, that was the time that the president called me, and at that call, he changed my life. 22 years. I wasn't. I never planned to be to found a, a nonprofit. I never planned to uh, to change, change my mission. Hopefully, <laughs> but then yeah. I realized something very personal and very, you know, that I, I understood that maybe the path of my life of being a, a kid of parents with a disability. And then having myself being a person with disability myself and being a father of kids with disabilities and luckily, very luckily, staying alive from this accident right. that, you know, it's one of a billion uh, to stay alive of some kind of this accident. Then maybe, maybe there is uh, something that is bigger than all of us saying that this is my life mission to do something good in this area. I agree. So I right. And, and the reality is Israel, 
I think is the most accessible country in the world. I, I, I really do believe it. A lot of people will think the states are, but we still have, no, once again, the states are a little bit bigger than Israel, but still, we still have so much. I was on a show the other day and they were saying, you know, we've had our Americans with Disabilities Act. I think we're coming up on, I, sh- I should do the numbers because it's an easy one. It's 90. We passed it. Um, so we're coming up on 20, we're 22 years, I guess, in the, um, the, the, in the summertime, but our unemployment rates for people with severe disabilities in the United States are worse than ever before. So that's sort of discouraging. And yet things have happened. We've done things, but I just love I, Do you still have the letter that you wrote to the president? Yeah, I, I, should, have, have I, should, have I, sh- I should have it somewhere. You should put that on the website because yeah. you know Yuval. It what if somebody? What if a young Yuval is listening to this and think, "Well, gosh, I'm gonna follow his lead." So, yeah. um, because that was 22 years ago, and y'all have accomplished so much, so much. And by the way, Deborah, when you go to the president's house today, they have a, an amazing video of each president, their legacy, one thing that they uh, supported, and for President Weizmann, it's Yuval on the on uh, and Access Israel. So the oh accessibility gosh. is really uh, an amazing uh, thing. Um, yeah. But I think that that from this we can. Uh, easily yes. go to the subject we wanted to talk because what Yuval right. did is Yuval basically said, I'm not sitting on my couch or my wheelchair and complaining what we're, we're doing. And, and I think that in the last, yeah, I think in the last month uh, we were at Zero Project in Vienna. We heard about things that are happening and basically um, you came back and, 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 and we were, we saw the news. We were really touched by it and, and bothered by it. And, and, and then Yuval came to me and said, basically, we have to do something. We have to do something. It's not something we can sit and, and just uh, watch on the news. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I think that uh, one of the things that made it even um, stronger is that Yuval said, listen, if it was here in Israel, I don't know what I would have done. I do, I'm not sure I would have the strength or the uh, uh, or the will to to go out. So so that's how Access Israel basically started with that. And if we spoke last time about our international work, then uh, I said then, and I'll repeat it again. I think one of the amazing thing it's not Access Israel is teaching the world. It's we're all teaching and we're all learning from each other. It's the power of the togetherness, the power of network, and um, and I think that. Um, you know, it doesn't matter whether it's developing country, developed country, you learn from everyone. And uh, there's amazing innovations and amazing Yuvals everywhere in the world. And what we need to do is just join hands and just uh, mm-hmm. become a billion stronger. You know, really, I know. Uh, yeah. Um, so so um, that is the basis of what we're doing in Ukraine today, because it's not that I or Yuval or Access Israel can be everywhere there. Right. It's a big country, a lot of borders. Uh, and we understood that, um, you know, you can come and, and affect a drop in the sea, but that's not the, the power of what we, we can, can deliver. That's not leveraging on what we're doing. And what we basically are doing there now is we're, we're taking that network. We're expanding the network. We are mapping who is there. Um, and, and, and I think that one of the uh, crazy things that we see there is... Um, is that you have amazing organizations and amazing individuals that stop their life and 
left everything and came to help, came to the ground. They are the heroes, okay? I agree. Definitely. I agree. The I problem agree. is they're the heroes for whoever wants to evacuate and get out and can do it, can do it you know, from point A to point B and from point B to point C. And you, you, you pass through several points in Ukraine and then you come to the border and you pass through several other points. The problem is... Um, you're forgetting that people with disabilities, every leg on the way, every right. A to B, B to C, is a journey. Is a mm -hmm. journey that you cannot just on a whim. Yeah, right. you cannot on a whim go and do it. You right. have to really understand what you're facing, what's going to happen. And uh, um, I'll, I'll, I'll end in in one uh, sentence, and then I'll let Yuval also elaborate on that. But you remember December 3rd, we all were uh, moved by the beautiful purple lights on buildings yes. all over the world. Yes. And the message is leaving no one behind and the power and the, the rights of people with disabilities and inclusive employment. You know, all the, all the really important statements. The thing is, less than two and a half week, uh, months after lighting up the world in purple and going out with those statements, we see that what we pledged or what the world pledged mm -hmm. did not happen. Again, people with disabilities and the elderly were left behind. And yep. I'm talking, of course, not specific case because there were those who were taken and helped. And, but in general, they were left behind. So what, we're, what we decided at Access Israel is to combine basically four things we are good at. One, we're taking the purple color and we're turning it into the Purple Vest Mission. Oh. That's the name. Remember yeah. that. We purple should all be part. Mission. I love purple it. Purple Vest Mission. We're taking that purple and turning it into action. We're taking that purple and we want to make sure that in all the borders, in all the um, news reports, in all the uh, articles that you hear, you see people with purple vests, and that's a message. It's a message to the world, but it's a message for people with disabilities and the elderly saying, you see that border? Somebody's waiting there for me. Somebody oh. there knows what I need, and I will be taken care of. So maybe I will, you know, put myself together and, and go on the journey. So one is the purple vest mission. What that includes is, first of all, evacuation. We are, are leading, Yuval calls it uh, like um, uh, special forces task. Uh, we're dealing, we're taking the tough cases. Right. We're taking the, the cases that, that uh, really are, are difficult to, to handle. And, um, and we are, uh, every, every case is a case on its own. And every case is something that we really need to, you know, to, to um, uh, find the right solution. Um, uh, so evacuations. And again, I'm reminding you, I'm not there. There's heroes over there. What we're doing is connecting those heroes. We are um, making sure that from A to B to C to the end uh, point, all those heroes know that a person with disability is coming, know what to do with them. And that person with disability has comfort in knowing that. And the third thing is Access Israel is known um, uh, globally for the training we do. So we're going to take that training and we are going to take the experience we have and Yuval will elaborate on that. He's a leader in Israel in, in uh, emergency time uh, legislation and emergency time uh, preparedness. And what we're doing is we're taking the knowledge and the experience that we have and we're turning it into uh, training for volunteers in the borders, for border controllers, uh, for, for everybody that will want 
they will receive it in digital. Our first training is this Tuesday at 11 o'clock Israel time. Um, um, and, and we are going to digitally provide the basic tools, the basic concept on how to provide accessible service. Why is it more, more difficult for people with disabilities? And um, uh, lastly, um, um, we're doing a, a website. Uh, that uh, uh, basically will bring all the information together in one place uh, so it will be accessible and it will be uh, ready for everybody with success stories to get people to really uh, know what's ahead of them. Uh, and when needed, we're going to purchase ambulances, vehicles, because that's what's missing there. So that's the Purple Vest mission. So it sounds like you need some funding too for that Purple Vest mission. because. Always. I, I love that we're going to, I love the point that you made. Of course, I love the color purple, but I love for those of us that can see, to see that there's the purple vest and they're there for me. That would be in a time when you're already so traumatized and so freaked out to know somebody for a change was there for you. How beautiful is that? Uh, like the Red Cross, you know, we all know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the Red Cross is for everybody. I get it. But the thing is, as Mikkel said, there are special needs and, and not like, oh, include. No, there's just some realities that people have to deal with. And I just walked a lot of these with my husband and the realities are harsh. So, yeah. and also as Yuval has said to me multiple times, it's very important that people that really understand the walk are leading the cause. And that's one reason why I'm glad that Yuval wasn't interested in only making sure Israel was accessible, but that we all got it right. I know he's a big mentor to me and is not afraid to tell me what he thinks. And by the way, I really, really am grateful for that because sometimes people don't want to tell you things. They don't want to hurt your feelings, but you've all really, really wants change. So do you, Mikkel. So do I. So yeah. I love that we're stronger together. And but once again, I, I you I don't know, Yuval, if you want to answer this or Mikkel, but I was wondering if you just dig in a little bit more about some of the things you're seeing, because I think a lot of people that watch Access Chat know what you're talking about. But once again, you know, what if I can't see the purple vest? What if I can't hear the... So I was just wondering if y'all just dig in a little of some of the things you've seen just to help ground um, what you're doing. Just, just to say before the, the, the examples that Michal can, can share with some of the cases, which is under, under war evacuation, it's a different ballgame. But, you know, I, I'm a person with disability and you, you have to understand, the first thing we have to understand that for people with disabilities, well, you know what? For everyone, war is a lose-lose situation. Great. Now, for people with disabilities, it's even harder seven times worse for people with disabilities. Just imagine, you know, your listeners here, they are at zero temperature and, and less, no power, no heaters, no elevators to go out for the buildings. No one brings you food. No one brings you medicine. No one brings you equipment. Now, staying at home. Wow, when is going to get, when is going to end? 
when are people going to assist me? Uh, am I going to die here? It's actually realistic. Okay, I want to go out. I want to evacuate. Can it really be happen? Can I do such five days journey under fire, uh, minus temperatures? Again, it, it, it's crazy. It's, you know, it's a lose-lose situation. You don't know what to do. So those do you go right yeah so they have those with disabilities that can manage it they go out but those that have those hard disabilities that are in the little situation and they don't know what to do this is where we emphasize on either and here is something very unique and That we learned in the last few days about the slogan don't leave them behind right <laughs> right because there are two kinds of don't leave them behind they don't leave them behind and help them go out and they have don't leave them behind that if they decide to stay still don't leave them behind and help them stay right okay so it's it's something that we learned. Well, yeah, that's a, that, that was a ha moment real aha moment because in the beginning where it's where he talked about evacuation and then we said wait don't leave them behind is also helping them stay if that was their decision wow. or if we can't evacuate them so after the evacuation the amazing idea of Pihal with the purple vest mission is is that in order for that to work you have it's it's not just you know ad hoc uh, uh, evacuation uh, missions small missions it's we have to start arranging in bigger size taking care of more people uh, in many places in the borders in the train stations in in many hubs in many registration places with organizations and So it's very complicated to go to the second stage and and all of this is under that you never know what happens tomorrow right everything is being changing every day right so it's very complex but the it's about saving lives that's it saving lives and uh, and corporations with many organizations and And they have the social hubs, and they have the uh, Israelis, many, many organizations that are doing amazing jobs, uh, and uh, an international uh, um, organizations. And uh, Michal, maybe you can take here for more. Yeah, uh, I, I, I will. One I, of the yeah. First comments. of all, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned the, the, the network. And the, so first of all, this... Uh, whole uh, purple vest mission is uh, um, uh, relying and 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 being helped greatly by the social hub uh, uh, social hub uh, social work hub um, uh, in Vienna uh, which in 2015 developed a CRM to assist then with the um, uh, with the refugees and 
he's basically Zmari is taking it out of the drawer and um, uh, making it in use uh, now. And I think this is the whole idea. The idea is that eventually, after Ukraine, um, we're going to have a, a system that, for uh, as far as I'm concerned, that will be in the drawer, waiting for the next, and the next disaster will happen. The next next earthquake, the next tsunami, the next war, the next anything will happen. Well- Plus, it's already happened. I think of people like our CIO, um, Nabil. He's in Syria. In Syria, it is freezing. It's freezing. And yet they get 30 minutes of electricity a day. Does anybody remember Syria is still there? And I love the point that y'all said. Leaving no one behind means maybe they want to stay behind you. You support them. So I, I just wanted to bring that point up. It's so needed. Gosh, Deborah, it's one it's one of the aha moments I had in the 14 and a half years. We're all the time talking about don't be paternalistic. I all the time in all the training, we say, don't think that because you are not with a disability, you know best. You don't know best. No, you don't. You no, have don't. to ask the person with disability in general, right. and specifically in time of war. What do you need help? And what is you the help you need? How do you want it? And if you want to stay. We're there for you. Now, I can tell you, um, uh, you know, when I'm, I'm, I'm trying to recap, and, and again, I'm, for the last three and a half weeks, I'm going to sleep with this, I'm waking up with this, and it's uh, engulfing my life, basically. And, and, and I can tell you that um, the stories are terrible. The I stories know. are terrible. And uh, when you're thinking about, uh, you know, today we were in a, in a call with uh, one of the national organizations for disabilities in Ukraine, uh, an amazing group of people. Uh, that added something that I was not aware of. We we know there's about 2.7 uh, registered people with disabilities in Ukraine. And it turns out that half of them are on or under the poverty line. So it's not that they had means of really finding a way to to go out. And, and so so we have to keep that in mind also. And, uh, and basically, I can tell you, when you were talking about funds, we need funds all the time now for this. We're not waiting for funds. I'm not waiting for funds. We are already operating and doing it full force. But the thing is, the power, you know, every $2,000 that we receive enables me to get a call and hear about somebody who is after operation because he was bombarded. He has to be hospitalized and he has to be mobilized in a, in a horizontal way. And an ambulance costs a thousand or fifteen hundred dollars, and I don't have to think twice. And I say yes. I don't take the money and divide it to the people that I want to save and say sorry. The quota is. I help whoever I can in whatever means, and we are taking the tough uh, calls. And again, as you've all said, and that's very important. Any organization that is hearing us, any organization that is there on the ground, any volunteer, contact Access Israel. Join the Purple Vest mission. And I'm telling you, again, they are the heroes. They are the ones who receive the credit and need the credit. And we are the connectors. We want to make sure that the sequence of accessibility that we've always been talking about, you know, physical accessibility is great, but if the road is accessible, the pavement is accessible, but the entrance to the building is not accessible, then right. you get to a oh, building and you cannot go in. And any any uh, obstacle on the way will cut the sequence. That was the physical world. Now in the evacuation process and taking care of people with disabilities and elderly, the sequence has to be there. And we have to make sure, we have to make sure that we have that sequence kept. And this is something that we're doing um, um, 
that we're doing for the last three and a half weeks. And, um, you know, again, you've all gave examples, and I think that it's very important for people yeah. to understand it. Um, think about, um, uh, you know, people living in buildings, meaning that, you know, nice buildings, nine floor, 10 floor high. Um, and uh, while they were there in the building uh, regularly, now there's in Kharkov, for example, there's no power. The elevators don't work. Uh, food doesn't come. And, and even if people want to bring food, it's not like you go to the supermarket and stock up. There's no food in the supermarket necessarily. And people gather food from all kinds of sources. And, you know, every, it's, it's real survival. And guys, we cannot sit on the side and read about it and see it. Each one help in your way. You're, you're a PR guy, contact us, help us. Make PR. You you do something else. You, you any anything anything you can help with. This is what Mikhail, we're looking for. Mikkel, I would also say, and I know that I've kept you all longer than normal, but this is an important conversation. You know, right now the um, Purple Vest mission is they've already started. They don't even have it all together yet, and they're just starting to help people. Any if you're a major corporation and you have volunteers, I know. I'm going to just give an example. I know that LinkedIn has 70,000 employees that volunteer to help others. So all of the major corporations usually are doing that. You want to make a difference, give to the Purple Vest mission so that we can support people with disabilities and people, older people that are so vulnerable and, and fighting for their lives. But then we'll build upon this and build upon this and bring others. I know the World Institute on Disabilities under Marthy Ross, they've done a lot during with the emergency response thing so let's bring them in let's all come together to help each other so absolutely i can tell you i, I just one last point linkedin you gave an, any organization that is using that volunteers there contact us we'll do a training for your volunteers pack them up with purple vests that's it right. go there and be part of this movement yes. let's make sure we're not leaving anyone behind that's the right. key it's the key. And also we are the community, as you've all says to me all the time, we are the community. We need to take care of ourselves. So you've all, I know that, you know, we're out of time, but, and I want to thank um, my clear text for keeping us online. We are so grateful to them for supporting us. So grateful, but um, I want to give you the last words you've all, and I know that your Wi-Fi has been acting up. So if it acts up, you know, we understand, but Please, may I give you the last words? And then I also, can't hear you. You can't hear me. Okay. Um, okay, now I can hear you. All right, cool. I want to give you the last words. Okay, so, Debra, uh, thank you for this opportunity uh, to be hosted at the Axiot. It's amazing. Uh, this is special times, and um, we just can't sit on the bench no. and look on the TV and say, wow, you know, this, and we are still living our lives like nothing happened. Right. This is something, it's one of those times, especially us that uh, are caring for people with disabilities, mm -hmm. have to, to do something. And it's from being interested, from doing donations, and actually being trained to be a Purple Vest uh, a, a service giver or any other thing. You can do so many things, mm -hmm. but just at the end of these horrible times of those Ukrainians have, mm 
just don't be the one that says, I could have done something, but I didn't jump and do it. I agree. Okay? And there's so many things you can do. And we just have to make sure that we do the maximum we can to don't leave them behind. Because we ourselves, if we were in that situation, we would probably call out, help, help, help. Right. So let's help them. And let's save lives. Because people there are realistically in, 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 uh, in high risk of life. And it's a mission. And you know what? It's time to stop watching television and to act. And so right now, they don't have a website up yet, but it's working on it. So go to Access Israel. Very easy to find Access Israel on social media. Um, they are global connectors, as Mikkel said. And we are stronger together. So let's not leave anybody behind, even if they want to stay behind in their beloved country, which, by the way, that is not a, you know, no, that's that's a normal response. So uh, the reason why, thank you all both for coming on at the last minute, but I wanted us to talk about the Ukraine and any people that are in trouble and what we can do as a community. So I'm grateful. Thank you. Grateful. Thank you for the opportunity. Yes, we love you. We love the work. Access Chat, very proud to be supporting you, Rue Global Impact and Billion Strong. But Neil, Antonia, and I, thank you. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.